0: After so much talk about the Federal Reserve and their actions over the last couple of years, we have noticed that the market believes the Federal Reserve will always be there. That has created a very big issue coming into a time frame in which the Federal Reserve says, we've got to step back. Now is the time. Global central banks are doing the same thing. They are not the only ones, of course. If you see how dependent 401ks, retirement accounts, whatever sort of portfolio and assets people have today, being more reliant on that is certainly going to create a problem for them in this Particular year, 2022, being a big one. The first thing I want to look at today is the credibility of the Fed. Do they have any? Well, Bill Ackman had something to say about this. The second thing is the history behind it. When the Federal Reserve increases rates, what happens? I will get into that for you. And then the third is the charts galore, or as I like to call it, the chart GPS. Okay, so all of that I'm going to cover here. No more time to waste. Let's go. Bill Ackman, you know him from what he said in early 2020, and now he's saying the Fed needs a half-point rate hike to regain credibility. Okay, so if you look at the actual tweets themselves, I want to show you from the horse's mouth whenever I can. While it has become conventional wisdom that the Federal Reserve will raise rates three to four times this year to mitigate inflation, the market expects 25 basis point increments. The unresolved elephant in the room is that the loss of the Fed's perceived credibility as an inflation fighter and whether three to four would therefore be enough, the Fed could work to restore its credibility with an initial fifty basis point surprise move to shock and awe the markets, which would demonstrate its resolve on inflation. The Federal Reserve is losing the inflation battle and behind it where it needs to be this uh, basically they're trying to just say that if they do this, do this right off the bat. It's going to have more of an impact than that stair-stepping, than the 25 basis points. Some people have said, number one, they are not going to increase rates. Number two, that if they do, they're going to do it at an extremely small number, not even the quarter point. Look, the the fact remains is that, as Bill Ackman suggests here, the Federal Reserve has to worry about its necessarily like what they're doing are they taking action based on what they say if not that's going to affect them and of course their, I don't want to use the word credibility, but how they always speak about, yeah, we are dealing with the concurrent conditions. We are making this happen because, of course, at any moment, if the system wasn't so corrupt, they could eliminate the Federal Reserve, repeal the Federal Reserve Act, get rid of it, go back to some sort of you know, U.S. dollar. But we all know that's not going to happen. The point here is that they need to suggest something using their forward guidance, they need to come out with their statements, and then they need to take action based on that. At a deeper level, if we're willing to do that, we realize the history of this organization and what they're actually trying to do, and that gets you to the answer a lot quicker, but I've noticed some people uh, don't want to read about that, so uh, we can move on. Inflation is 7%, and the last time that this happened, we had a double dip Recession prior to 2020, 5% plus inflation uh, presaged all seven recessions over the past uh, 60 years. So looking at this, just see. Just see for yourself. Okay. Back in the 80s, you could look at this right in here. I mean, come on. You can see what happens when the CPI gets over this level. When we get to the 5%. What occurs every time? Now, you could say it's a different situation. You could say that today we've got a different world, and that is accurate. But fact remains: if you see inflation getting hot, the Federal Reserve comes in to step on it. Okay? They try to push it down, they use interest rates. To do so. If they would prefer to hyperinflate the currency, they can do so, but it will be met with, as I called it in my second book, I said, soon the earth will rumble under the heels of the angry mobs. So if they would prefer that, we'll see. Only time will tell. What happens, though, during these periods? What occurs? Well, you can see right here, value tends to outperform alongside raising, rising rates. And we don't know what's going to happen this time around, but that's the history. If rates are rising, value tends to do better than growth. And that extends to this. Do interest rate increases translate into a weaker stock market? As it turns out, during so-called rate hike cycles, which we seem set to enter into as early as March, the market tends to perform strongly, not poorly. Wait a second. Whoa. Whoa. What am I talking about here? Well, take a look. In fact, during a Fed rate hike cycle, the average return for the Dow Jones is nearly 55%. That of the S&P 500, the gain is 63%. The Nasdaq 102%. Look at it. Of course, we don't go back far enough here. And that's an opinion I have. Because during this period of time, 89, they're giving us back to 89 up until the present. Well, you know, we're, we're not seeing the history there. I don't think we're seeing that history that we need. Because, quite frankly. Interest rates and inflation rates have been low since that period. They never really got out of control. To be sure, it's harder to see the market producing outperformance in a period in which the economy experiences 1970s style inflation. Right now, it feels unlikely that bullish investors will get a whiff of double digit returns based on the way stocks are shaping up so far in 2022. The Dow is down 1.2%. S&P is off, as well as NASDAQ, okay? It's just looking at all of this and going back to what I just covered a couple of minutes ago, value tends to outperform. So it all depends where the money is going to and from. It might be leaving unprofitable tech stocks. It might be getting out of Peloton, but it might be finding its way into some other companies that are more sound. Maybe they've got dividends, Maybe they are historically companies that perform well over these periods, right? We never really know until it happens, but certainly we could use history as a guide. This, I believe, is the most important, by far, the most important factor here, and that is central bank balance sheets. Okay, you could see the flow, that's the orangish, brownish line here. And as we move through, Twenty-two. We're seeing less money being pumped into the system, and the expectation here is that stocks will follow suit. Less money will be invested, and that we will see this decline in the price. Again, that remains to be seen. But that's what we've seen. What we've shown historically that the more money they print, the more money finds its way into the stock market. It doesn't mean that it's going to go hiding under the mattress necessarily, maybe, I don't know, they want to put it into real estate now, the biggest bubble uh, in some cases in the world. But anyway, S&P 500 forward PE, you can look at this, just comparing the different years, months around the first hike, and what happens. Okay, so you look at those PEs, and you could understand that maybe we start to pull off but actually if you look at this historically i think i have this right here s&p 500 percent of the stocks above their 200 day moving average as well as 50 day moving average and you know in many cases this has actually become a you know depending on how you want to look at it things have become a little bit better okay we don't want to see the craziness NASDAQ hides deeper pain with over one-third of its stocks down 50%. Now, that's a serious number there. That's pretty huge when you think about it because it shows you that a few names are carrying the entire thing. You could see market correction going back from 2000 into the present, looking at the software index, the S&P 500, and the NASDAQ, and what has happened through that period. And the software index, let me tell you, it takes a beating ever since then when we do have um, turbulence. And then we have this. It's just showing you, you know, global leverage, showing you what happens over the period. And I want to see these continue. I want to see things getting back to a realistic level, reduction of... Reduction of the you know the leverage that's being used, reduction of the margin, which has also happened. These things are happening, and that's good. That creates a more sound footing, a solid foundation. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the stocks that were doing well a year ago are going to be the best performers or even doing you know moderately well in the next year. So we got to be careful on that. Where do you want your money? That's why I think it's very wise to say, you know what, I'm going to put my money into something that maybe it's not a high flyer. Maybe it's not going to be the best performer possible. But at the same time, you know, maybe it's something that will uh, help to keep the capital that I have or at least perform better than the alternatives. So you got to use your best judgment on that. Okay. Um, That's all. Um, yeah, I appreciate all you out there. You can support the channel with a thumbs up and, uh, that's it. Take care.